بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته continuing we have started already talking about this book كتاب التوحيد putting in mind that this is the major case that every messenger of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala was ordered to confess to his people, to his nation وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ Every messenger by the order of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala he was told to start calling people to monotheism, Tawheed. No messenger of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala asked his people to start with Salah or Som or Zakah or Hajj or anything else. First of all, monotheism. To be monotheist means to believe in the oneness of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala in his lordship in his worship and in his names and qualities that's the, the first point then after that is already understood and practiced then Salah, Sawm, Hajjakah will come clearly in the hadith of Mu'ad ibn Jabal which is related in Al-Bukhari and Muslim also when Muhammad sent him to Yemen to call the Kafirin in that time, that area, he gave him the sequence. He told him in the beginning to call people to a tawheed or to call them to la ilaha illallah, different words said in the hadith. فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلَ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ شَهَادَةُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Some other words in the, the same hadith. فَلْيَكُنْ أَوَّلَ مَا تَدْعُوهُمْ إِلَيْهِ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يُوَحِّدُ اللَّهِ After tawheed, he said to Allah clearly in this hadith, if they accept that, if they accept that from you, then call them to salah. Ah, so there is a sequence. Yani it means, if they do not accept la ilaha illallah or monotheism, don't call them for salah. Of course, don't call them for zakah or hajj or so or anything. First of all, start with tawheed. That's why we always say that a Muslim, even if he is born in a, in a Muslim family, even if he is he studied in school, even if he studied in some other areas, some madaris and other places, he studied Islam, still he should continue discussing the case of Tawheed. Because shirk, polytheism and, and bid'ah, novelties and other things are not standing in one case. They always bring a new thing. Those polytheists, those people who are making new innovations or bid'ahs or novelties in Islam are not stopping. They are continually making more and more every day. So we need to talk about Tawheed every day. We have to think of Tawheed every day. We have to study the life of Muslims. How far are they from Tawheed or how close they are? If we want to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we are not only following him how to pray. Salah or Sawm or Hajj Zakah, that's part of it. But we should also follow him in the way he conveyed his deed. 
Because every good Muslim, like you, inshallah, is required to carry the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to save people of, from Jahannam. How? By calling them to the first case that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called people for. Not only the first case, but was the major case, and he continued to discuss nothing but La ilaha illallah, which is Manasit and Tawheed, 14 years in Mecca before he was required or taken on the Isra and Mi'raj. Then he received the second pillar of Islam, which was the Salah, then later on, the other ones after he immigrated or made Hijrah to Medina. That's just to remind myself and you, brothers, about the case of Tawheed. Tonight we have a case, or this chapter we have tonight, really is talking about some case which is really, some Muslims may misunderstand. And they did. Lots of people, unfortunately, if you discuss with them the case of Tawheed and polytheism, you will say, oh wait, wait. We have a clear hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is narrated in Sahih Muslim, that shaitan is really already desperate. That shirk will never happen in this Arabian Peninsula, as an example. So shirk will never happen in this ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Depending on this hadith. But actually, just to remind you brothers, that we say before we give a decision of something, we don't go and grab one ayah or one hadith. Even if Sahih Muslim or Bukhari or the ayah is clear, we don't just grab one evidence of Quran or Sunnah and say, oh, this is the one. We are supposed to go and look for all evidences, the lead, which is in Quran and Sunnah, talking about this case. Bring them all together, study them, then give the decision. We're not supposed to be like those people who say, وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الصَّلَاةِ And stop. Say complete the ayah. وَلَا تَقْرَبُوا الصَّلَاةَ وَأَنْتُمْ سُكَارًا So they say, no, no. وَيْلٌ لِلْمُسَلِّينَ يعني جَهَنَّ for those people who pray. Who pray. Allah, مشكلة يا شيء. That's the meaning of the ayah. وَيْلٌ لِلْمُسَلِّينَ Say complete. الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ So some people come grab ayah or part of ayah or hadith or part of hadith they say this is evidence. Same thing for the case of hadith which is narrated by a Muslim that Muhammad said shaitan is desperate already that shirk will, be, will come back to the Arabian Peninsula as an example. لَقَدْ أَيْتَ الشَّيْطَانُ أَنْ يُعْبَدَ فِي جَزِيرَةِ الْعَرَبِ Now We'll talk about this hadith inshallah later on, probably next week inshallah when we complete the other hadith we'll talk about them inshallah in the same chapter. But I just wanted to show you how misunderstanding or taking one ayah or one hadith as an evidence and forget about the others. No, we are supposed to take them all and then give the decision. Actually, if you see reality, even if this Arabian Peninsula, you will see that shirk or polytheism came back. In fact, there are another clear hadith in Bukhari and Muslim and other books also saying clearly that shirk will come to the Arabian Peninsula like the hadith which is narrated by a Muslim that the hour will not come unless the ladies of Daus this is a, a tribe which is living in South Saudi Arabia now will go and make tawaf on the Khilafah which was a, an idol was worshipped before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Another clear evidence. Now, how can we bring both these two hadiths together? 
Some people say, oh, these are contradicting. These two hadith are contradicting. He says, Shaitan will already have desperate khalas, he cannot. Then the other case says, no, they, they will happen. This will happen. Those people who are not really clearly understanding Quran and Sunnah will say, yeah, each other. Islam is contradicting each other. Hadith is contradicting each other. Quran, no, 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 no. Just study the case from all the sides, you will understand how, what is what meant by the words of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we'll discuss about this, inshallah, next week, hopefully. Right. That's the reason for this chapter. Let's see the ayahs one by one. First of all, the name of the chapter he said, some people of this ummah. He said some, not all. So nobody comes to say, oh, you are saying that all Muslims are covered because they fall into shirk. First of all, he said some, not all. One case. Second case, we have to remember always to say that if we say some one person is falling to cover, doesn't mean he's a kafir. And we have so many evidences of this, that a person may fall to cover or polytheism or bid'ah novelty, but he is not. Still he is not, because this, he could be making it by mistake, it could be by, by yani, he thinks this is correct and it's not. So we are not judging the persons, we are judging the action. We are, we are judging the statement, but we are not judging the person himself. Because there is, there are conditions for that and there are barriers, we have to talk about them later on. That's not our case in here. We are talking about the action or the statement or the creed itself, but we are not talking about the person. And that's very clear in, in, in Arabic when you, when you discuss this case that there's a big difference between saying to a person that he is a kafir or saying about the action or the statement or the creed is good. Big difference between these two. Right. Also, just to remind the brothers that the idol is anything worshipped beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it is a statue, or it is a grave, or it is a tree, or a cave, or anything else. That's called idol. In Arabic, weapon. The first ayah he mentioned in here, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah An-Nisa, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا نَصِيبًا مِنَ الْكِتَابِ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْجِبْتِ وَالطَّاغُوتِ وَيَقُولُونَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا هَاوُلَاءِ أَهْدَى مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا سَبِيلًا This ayah has a story. Two leaders of Medina Jew when Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam immigrated with Hijra to Medina they were suffering from Islam and they do not want Islam to be in Medina because that is decreasing their power. And Jew, as you know, is a cursed nation. Allah ala al-Yahudi wa nasara as Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. So what they did, they, they went, these two leaders went to Mecca, and they met the leaders of Mecca. So leaders of Mecca said, you people, Jew, you are a people of a book, not like us. And you have book from Allah. What do you say about us or about Muhammad? Who's better? They said, you are better than Muhammad. Subhanallah al-Azim. Yeah, in this nation, the Jew are really a nation that you cannot accept and understand. Now clearly, they know that Muhammad Hassan is calling for Allah. They know that Muhammad Hassan is a messenger of Allah. Still they are saying that the polygamists, the people who are worshipping idols and stations, are better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And better than Muslims. Because they are cursed. لُعِنَ الَّذِينَ كَغَرُوا مِنْ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ عَلَى لِسَانِ دَاوُودَ وَعِيْسَ بْنِ مَرْيَمَ 
So they are cursed even by their messengers. Dawood alayhi salam, Isa ibn Maryam and others, they cursed this nation. Because they are so bad nation that you cannot see another nation like them. So, what is the, what do we understand from this ayah? That this nation or these people who say that the, the kafirin are better than Muslims are really worshipping idols. And this ummah will follow them in the other hadith which will come next week insha'Allah that Muhammad said about his ummah that you will follow the spirits of the Jew and Christian. He said that some of his ummah will follow the spirits of Jew and Christian. That was told to Sahaba. And Sahaba were amazed as we see later on the hadith. They said, Ya Rasulullah, the Christian Jew? They said, yes, the Christian Jew. So if these Christian Jews accepted the idols and they said they are better than Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the deen of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, some of this Ummah will do the same as you will see. And in fact, unfortunately you can see it clearly now, if we are not saying about polytheism, see it in the clothes. Wearing the clothes or the haircuts and subhanAllah, you will be amazed that they are really sitting after the Kafirin. The Kafirin, Christian or Jew, sometimes they are making silly way of cutting the hair. You will find some Muslims are doing the same. You find that the, the Christian and Jew are doing, wearing a silly way of clothes. Yani, uh, the older ones of you will remember that but 30, 40 years ago the Westerns used to wear this Charleston paint very wide in the, in the, in, in the, yani, in, in the end of it. So Muslims are wrong. You see the youngsters of Muslims are doing the same. Later on, they will still start to wear the, the tight one in the, in the, they are doing the same. When this, uh, army cut, no, no, not my army, what's that? Marine, this marine cut, they are cutting their hair this way. You know, stiff. Their hair is lot, and this, this American marines, is it? What's the Muslim are doing the same? Subhanallah, why? Why to follow these people? The only one, the only one who is resembling is the monkey. Yeah, and if you, uh, in, in uh, Sri Lanka as an example, they say if you want some coconut and there's a monkey in the, in the tree, just throw him with the rock and throw him with the coconut. Because he's only coming. That's true. The monkey is only coming. The barret is only coming. The Muslims are only coming. So they are only following the Kafirs. Why? Because they are not proud. They are not proud of what they have. They forget that they have this deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are supposed to call the others, come and follow me, come and resemble me because I am a Muslim. They don't have this proudness. So Muhammad Hassan told us that we are going to do this because we are far away from Islam. Lots of Muslims are far away. They know from Islam only Muhammad Ahmed Ali and his name is Muhammad Harat. He is a Muslim. Tayyip, what about your Islam? He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything and he doesn't want to. You come to him and say, please come, we'll show you something. No, no. Too busy to think of that. He's busy with his money, with his food, with his enjoyment and so on. He doesn't want to learn Islam. That's why he is not really proud of Islam because he doesn't know it. But if he knew Islam, he will be so proud of it. It's going to take a long time if we discuss this case, but it is important actually. And if you go, come to see Islam in the side of politics, the best system of politics is in Islam. But we don't know it. That's why we are, we are not proud of it. Do we have democracy or that or this? It's all really nothing when you compare it to Islam. 
the case of Shura and Islam. In the يعني economic side of you find Islam is the best system. It's not like capitalism in the West, not like the communists in the East. It is in the middle. You can have as much money as you can, as you, you could have, but in halal way, and also you have to pay zakah. In the West, take money as you like it. With riba, with haram, with tricks, no problem. In the East, because now they, I think they changed their minds now about communism, so they're not doing it. But before, you cannot have anything unless you need it. If you are a manager, or you are a tea boy, you have the same salary. If you are rich, if you are a person of this and that, still you cannot. You have to have the same money as much as you need, that's all. But in Islam, no. In Islam, you can take the money from halal way as much as you work. But also at the same time, you cannot keep it with you. You have to give, to give zakah. And if a, if a rich man dies, his money will break, be broken down. When a, a rich man dies, his money will be broken down to his children. In the West, before, I don't know if they are still doing this, they say if a person dies, the money will go to the first son. The rest khali wali. Why, why is this system? Because this is the system of Islam. System made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created us, and he knows the best for us. Now, those who are covering the kafirin, actually, they are doing this because they are not proud of Islam, because they don't know it. In the social side also, if you check Islam system in the social side, you will be so amazed. A system that makes a man is responsible for the woman, even if this woman is his mother, or his daughter, or his wife, or his sister, he is responsible for her. So she's the queen. She's sitting at home, taking care of home, but she's the queen, because she can force the husband, or the father, or the son, or the brother, or even the uncle, or so on. She can force him by the law of Islam to pay money for her, to take care of her, to take care of her financially. And he has no way to say no. But in the West, you will find the old men, the old women thrown away. You, are, you will find that the, the mother, when she sees her son, in the uh, festival of women, of a mother, called the Eid al-Um, she will be so happy when he brings her one, one flower, once a year. MashaAllah, this guy is fantastic, MashaAllah. While in Islam, the son must be so humble in front of his mother, even if he kisses her feet. SubhanAllah why? Because this is the deen of Allah, wa ta'ala. Just because you don't know it, doesn't mean that it's not the best deen. It's just we are the people who are not really following Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and taking this place. The other ayah mentioned in this chapter is Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said قُلْ هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِشَرٍ مِّنْ ذَلِكَ مَثُوبَةً عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مَنْ لَعَنَهُ اللَّهُ وَغَضِبَ عَلِيهِ وَجَعَلَ مِنْهُمْ الْقِرَلَةَ وَالْخَنَازِيرَ وَعَبَدَ الطَّاغُوتِ That's of course discussing the case of Jew. Who is worse? Than, than those people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made some of them are, 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 are as swine and monkeys. Jew, as I said before, is a cursed nation. And the story of making some of them as monkeys and swine is nowhere. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Sharia of Musa alayhi salam, told them not to catch, catch fish 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made a test for them. That the, the fish come so much on Saturday and they run away in the night so on Sunday they cannot find anything. So because they are not the people who are following Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and their messenger, they made a trick. Tricking who? Tricking Allah, Allah. They made a trick by putting the net in Friday so when the fish comes on Saturday, it catches it. And on Sunday they come and take it. Like the Muslims now, they are trying to do the same trick now with the financials. They play around with the case of riba. They say, come, you want, to, to, you want uh, uh, some money for, uh, yani, uh, to lend some money? Yes, yeah, we'll give you. How much do you want? 100,000 riyals? Yes, yeah, come. You will pay it 120. But you cannot take it like this. You have to go and buy. We'll buy you some gold in Paris. Or some iron in the Philippines. Yes, you will buy me. Yes, sir. No, no. You buy it and sell it so it will not be riba. Yeah. Well, I cannot see this money or uh, this gold or this. No, no. You don't worry about this. We'll take it. Just give us the wakala, we'll take care of it. It's just a game to play with riba. To trick Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Billah. So those people are really in the position of being punished by Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala because they are trying to do the same thing, same way of the Jew when they have done the case of the fish. So no one is worse than these people who have done the story of trying to trick Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala by catching the fish on Sunday, not in, in, in Saturday. A question here comes, yani, are any of these monkeys or swines which is were a Jew before alive? No. There's a clear hadith of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that any ummah, any ummah punished and changed, whether all of, or some of them to another creature, are punished. You cannot find anything. And nobody says, well, this monkey maybe was a Jew before. No, that's not finished. Uh, one, the last ayah we'll talk about tonight, inshallah, we'll leave the three hadith later on, inshallah, is an ayah used by some of these people who say, that it is okay to build buildings on grace. The ayah which is in the story of Ahlul Kahf. Ahlul Kahf actually were few youngsters who were in the right track. They believed in their messenger and they ran away from their people because their people wanted to kill them. So they ran away and they got into a cave. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala threw sleeping onto them. So they slept 300 years or 309 years. The ayah is giving us 309 years. Some of the yani calculators said 300 years on sun years, like Gregorian, and 309 by the moon years. Because there's a difference about 9 years and 300 years, yani about 3 years every 100 years. However, when they ran away and they came to the, ca the cave and Allah Taala gave them to sleep and they sit in there while they are just moving from one side to another so the blood will not stay in one side. After the hundred years or three hundred or nine years they woke up and they did not know how much they slept. Some of them asked the others how much we slept. Well maybe one day or half a, half a day. Some of the day. 309 years and they are thinking only one day right. 
So they sent one of them with their own money to the town to bring some food and so on. And when they came to the town and he bought, one of them bought the, the food and he gave this kind of currency which was centuries ago, we were amazed. So they discovered them and he ran away from them and he died with his other friends in the cave. So this ayah came. The rulers or the authorities in that city, they said, well, these are five persons. masjida. We'll make a masjid on them. These are five persons. So we have to put, they should not be buried with the regular Muslims, regular people in the graveyard or the cemetery. No. We have to give them something different. We have to build a masjid on them. Right. Some will say, okay, because of this, we can't build masjid on the grave. Five persons. Because it's said in here in the ayah. Don't you believe in Quran? This is an ayah. What are you saying? Yes, but this is only... Allah is telling us the story. He is not telling us to do so. Or He is not allowing us to do this. Plus, we have some other hadith, other clear hadith to say that we are not allowed to do so. Why to take part of the ayah or one ayah from a story and say, oh yes, this is the case. Otherwise, we can say same thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed some of the nations to, do, to, to make sajda for their pious person. Is it out for our Muslim ummah? No. Ummah Muhammad sallallahu they have their own. So in this case, we are not allowed to build, but they take this ayah as a proof to say, well, we can't do this. And it's very dangerous why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Muhammad sallallahu told us, why not to do so? Because as we said before, it is a step of shaitan to shirk or politics. When people build masjid or a place for worshipping on the past persons, they might not be worshipped in the first place or first nation or two nations or first generation or second generation or so on, but later on they will. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa told us in the hadith of Ibn Abbas, what happened to the people of Nuh before Nuh? Saying that, Allah said, in the meaning of what he said, that people after Adam stayed on monotheism for ten centuries. Then when these five five persons died, the shaitan came to the people and said, why you just bury them like this? These are five persons. Why don't you make pictures on their graves so you remember their worshipping? So you will do better worshipping. And later on, generations after generations, they worship them instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is not a proof, or good proof, or valley, valid, valid proof for the people to say we can build masjids on the graves of our past persons. The case is, those who say that um, this ummah will never fall into shirk or polytheism because of the Hadith I mentioned that which is in the Muslim, as I said, they did not they did not read the other hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the, the shirk will come back to Muslims again and they will fall into it. Some of them, of course, some some of them will do this, and that is actually in reality. What do you call a person who goes to a grave to give urban, hoping that the grave will give him what he wants? What is this? Is a game playing game? or enjoying meat, or having fun, this is worship. What do you call a person who is calling Ali, or Al-Hussein, or Sayyid al-Badawi, or Ajmir, or so on, what do you call him? 
He's playing a game. He's dancing. What is he doing? He's worshiping. He's calling. I'm calling his worshiping. As Allah his holy books are clear. وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي So he called dua, ادْعُونِي Call it ibadah in the end of the ayah. The end of the ayah is meaning that this is dua, which is ibadah. So those people who are calling these pious persons, actually they are worshipping them. Whether they say it or not. So in this case now, and I said, told you before, before the da'wah of Shaykh Muhammad al-Duhab, that was 250 years ago, in this area, Around the other year, there were a lot of graves worshipped instead of Allah. Including the big grave of, said to be for Zayd ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, besides the other year. People used to make tawaf on that grave, sacrifice, qurban, shave heads in there, calling him instead of Allah wa ta'ala. And more than that, trees, caves, rocks, even Things that you cannot believe. They are calling them instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, saying this is not polytheism, Shaykh. We say this is polytheism and you bring a verity, they say, no, no, no. You are contradicting the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said that shaitan is already desperate. He cannot, uh, that uh, this ummah will not come back to shirk. Subhanallah al Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is telling us what happened to shaitan. This is only just explanation of the feeling of shaitan. But the shaitan knows the right. Does shaitan knows the right? He does. In that time when he saw all the Arabian Peninsula became Muslim, following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then he had desperation. That's Allah. Nobody will come back to politics. But that's what he thought. But he doesn't know the right. He doesn't know what the ancient world. He doesn't know the future. And that's what happened actually in the future, that this has happened in Arabian Peninsula and the other places, as you can see now. Go and see any Arabian country. Go and see any other country, you'll find Muslims, unfortunately, are worshipping the great, worshipping the others, instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, giving them what only Allah deserves subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this case, we have to clarify this point, because some Muslims still say, no way, this ummah of Muhammad is saved from polytheism and they will never fall into polytheism. We will tell them, this is wrong. You are contradicting the other hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that this is happening and will happen in this ummah, and that exactly is happening. And Buddhism also, that you are contradicting reality, which is now you can see it anywhere in this world, when these people are calling others than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and giving them things only deserved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not by the others. That hopefully, inshallah, uh, enough to clarify the first part of this chapter, and inshallah next week we'll talk about the other three, there's three hadith about the same case, and inshallah, hopefully we'll discuss them in details. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you.